Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello everyone uh, and welcome to Club Preview here on Club Act 22, the Rangers podcast. I am your host Scott Carney and joining me today is Ryan. Ryan, how are you doing? I am good. Very. I'm just started drying out there. I went and seen my son's team get pumped in the Scottish Cup so hopefully <laughs> that is the worst game that I watched this weekend. Um, no. no, all good. Fingers crossed mate, yes, fingers crossed that is the worst game. Um, and Alec Pearson, how's it going mate? Yeah, not too bad. Pretty miserable day out there. I think it's to be like tomorrow, so hopefully Rangers brighten tomorrow up. Yeah, I know. It's just a thought going to Ibrooks when it's like that. And to, I remember, was it last season or two seasons ago, Ali, we were at a game and we left. And by the time we got to, we were obviously going back down to, I think, the Quayside at that point. And I think we got to the, I think it was the Grapes, and we were absolutely yeah. drenched. I can't remember yeah, what game that was after, yeah. but we were absolutely it. drenched. It's miserable when it's like that. <clears throat> and even before you go and you get there and you're still sitting in soaking clothes and all that, but such is life, the things we'll do to go and watch Rangers. So yes, we are, we're here to ultimately preview the uh, the Hibs game on Sunday, um, but we will start off by touching on um, the events of Thursday night. Um, bear with me, everybody. I am struggling a wee bit with the, the, the man flu. Uh, it's not COVID before any moon howlers come on here and think that uh, I shouldn't be going to the game or whatever. Uh, it's not COVID. It's definitely the about the flu. So if I sneeze and cough and whatever else through this, I'm going to try my hardest not to and I'll try and hit the mute button as quickly as I can. But anyway, we'll move on to the, uh, the th- game on Thursday night. Uh, before we actually discuss the football, it's very unfortunate that we need to start with the, um, the kind of racial... Um, the racial abuse towards Glen Kamara. Um, we fully support Glen Kamara. Obviously, you can tell by the the the, the artwork of today's podcast that we're obviously fully behind uh, Glen Kamara. Um, for anybody that's aware, he was he was booed every time he touched the ball. <clears throat> Gerard came out after the game and said that he was very disappointed with it. 
obviously UEFA put in a ban in place for uh, Sparta due to the racial abuse they did in a game against Monaco, I believe, um, is what caused them to have a stadium closure. But they decided to let kids in and... Um, yeah, it's come back a wee bit to bite them on the arse because it's um, mud all over the face of um, UEFA, in my opinion. They've not come out and said then UEFA, as you would obviously expect. Uh, Sparta did release a statement um, attacking the comments of Gerard and Kamara's lawyer, accusing them of creating a xenophobic atmosphere. I won't read the full statement out. Um, we did enough of that with Slavia last year. It doesn't really deserve the, the airtime, to be honest. And yeah, I think we're all waiting for UEFA to respond um, without going too much into the, the press conference um, for the game. Gerard did mention on Friday's press conference that Rangers have made a complaint or will be making a complaint to um, UEFA regarding this. Um, and I think it's, I believe it's already been done. So we'll, we'll see if anything comes of that. But Ryan. It's a sad state of affairs, mate. Um, that this this happened on Thursday night. Um, what's your thoughts, Rob? Thoughts around it all? It's quite unbelievable when you think it's it was ten thousand kids that were in the stadium. Mm-hmm. Um, I know he's covered he's covered that um, after the game, but it's a society problem for them, isn't it? Like, if I thought my kid was going to a game and booing someone because of the colour of their skin or anything else. It's, it makes a mockery of UEFA's say no to racism or any other campaign. It's literally just a box tick for them. They are not interested in stopping racism at all. We've seen it in Italy a number of times with players getting abused in, in Eastern European countries. How do you tackle it? I don't know. We just need to match. Gerard needs to manage Kamara and really put his arm around this boy because I think he looks quite sensitive to it. And I know quite quite privileged and all that, but you don't want him you can see it's impacting him. I think last season he his form fell away after that and understandably. I think you could see it was affecting him during the game. And when he got booked, I, I turned to my mate and I said he'll get sent off tonight. He didn't deserve to get sent off, but I just had a feeling he was going to get sent off. And I do think it's affecting him. It must be absolutely horrible for him. And for it to be kids, like how do, you, how do you begin to tackle that? But it's never going to change. I would love to see, in my personal opinion, I would love to see a white player lead his team off the pitch. And I don't, I'm not saying Rangers or but I'd love to see it in Europe somewhere, just a white player just being like, nah, let's go off. This is not on. And see what you have to do to that. But I know you'll get punishments and fines, etc. But and it was absolutely dis- it was disgusting scenes and it's, not the best way to start the pod, but it needs addressed, and obviously, yeah, we're all behind Kamara. Yeah, I think that's the thing. I would love to see a gesture like that as well, mate. To be honest, but UEFA would just slam Rangers for it, and we would they would just slam charges on not making probably give us a three 0 defeat um, along the lines of that. And you're you're hundred percent spot on. UEFA not interested in addressing this issue. They've got no interest in it at all. Which. We'll just put out everybody to hold these cards and we'll say that we're against this, but they don't because it's all about money for them at the end of the day. They couldn't they couldn't care less uh, about addressing um, this issue. And when you think of it's all kids that are in that stadium, the platform UEFA have, the absolute millions and millions of people that watch the Europa League, that watch the Champions League, that watch anything UEFA, 
uh, are in charge of, and they're, they're really refusing to do anything about it. It's, it's very sad. Ali, I'm not sure if you've had a chance to read the, the statement from um, Sparta. It is laughable, to be honest, and I have had a few absolute morons commenting on our reaction video um, that are blatantly Czech, and um, I have almost backed their 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 team um and that we are the ones with the problem not them um it's it just continues to become more ridiculous yeah i mean sparta prague's statement was the same as slavia prague's statement last season <laughs> it's basically turning it around to make it as if they're the victims they're the children of the victims. It's a lot of nonsense. And the two of them are apparently come together, Slavia and Sparta, to as if everyone's having a go at Czech Republic as a nation. And it's a lot of garbage. And yeah, I think we summed it up in the, in the aftermatch pod in terms of it's just scummy behaviour. Don't really want to give them that much airtime on it. Don't deserve it. But for 10,000 children, I mean, they had a, as I said, they had a stadium banned for racism, yet UEFA still let them have 10,000, I know it's children, in, but in the ground. That defeats the purpose of a stadium ban. And I think Gerard said that in his interview. Supposed to have a stadium ban, they didn't get one. I know it's kids, but still, there's 10,000 people in a stadium. And it's embarrassing that 10,000 kids, kids of 10 years of age, are booing Glenn Kamara because of the, the colour of his skin. It's, it's shocking and I think Gerard summed it up pretty well, to be honest, that he wasn't even shocked about it, to be honest. And that's a sad thing about it, not to be shocked about something like that. But, yeah, I, I, same with Ryan. I, I thought they, they affected Kamara at the, um, during the game. I really did. And I was the same. I thought he was going to go. Wasn't he a, wasn't he a second yellow bath? You could, just, you could write the script, to be honest. And, yeah, it's a sad state of affairs. Glenn Kamara is now going to miss the, the next game for us. He'll be available for the... The Sparta at home, which will be, I'd imagine, quite hostile. I know we've said the atmospheres at Ibrooks in Europe this season haven't been great. Wait till we go to Ibrooks then. If we are still in a run, that will be hostile, that one. Um, and yeah, I hope we give them a serious doing at Ibrooks then. Yes, I would agree. Um, as now with UEFA, it's up to UEFA. Um, and I think I speak for Ryan and for Ali here that we expect UEFA to do absolutely fuck all about this and just brush it under the carpet and pretend that nothing ever happened, which is a sad state of affairs. But I will repeat, Club Act 22 fully stand with Glenn Kamara and we're against all forms of racism, um, especially from 10,000 kids. Just a fucking ridiculous place for a country to be in. Really is, but we'll We'll move on to the actual football. Ryan, I'll come to you. Me and Ali had um, quite a quite a conversation on Thursday after the game. What were your what were your thoughts on the game itself? No, we're near good enough again. Um, it's it's very hard to stay upbeat about it. I, I, I would I'll be honest. When we're on the pod and we're giving our predictions and stuff, I didn't expect us to get a result. I just thought, you know, where Rangers are now in Europe, you know what level we can get to. We've seen it for the past two seasons. We get to a certain point and play a certain level of team and we just can't get past it. I thought they would be better than they were. I thought they were there for the taking, if I'm being honest. I think, looking back, we should have got a result there if we'd played better. But the effort, the effort, and the, there's no pressing from us. There's no, it just looks so lackadaisical. They just... 
I want to stop comparing them to the team of last season because I do think we have to stop that very much like with part 55, but we need to part this, how good we were last year, it's done. You're only as good as your last game and right now Rangers aren't very good. <laughs> and, um, they need to turn the corners because I know we'll go into the Hibs preview, but it feels as if a bad result's coming and the players must feel that as well. But it's very easy to identify what's wrong when you watch them. They just are not high pressing, they're not winning the second balls. It looks like effort and attitude to me, but I don't know. Gerard and McCarthy don't know better. But in terms of the game, nah, we just weren't at the races. I, I thought we started well. I thought it, was, it looked as if we, we were going to create. I thought Aribo looked dangerous, mm-hmm. but nah, we just weren't at the races. We just looked so off it just now, and we're, we're our own worst enemy. I shared in the group chat, Ali, um, a picture from. Uh, Joshua, what's his second name? Is it Barry? Joshua Barry, is that his second name? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he released the shot, um, the kind of heat map of Rangers' shots, and it was two, one from the corner of the box, one from outside the box, and I think that was, the outside of the box one was Hadji's one uh, in, the, in the second half. Uh, it's just, it's not good enough, and that that picture alone that I, I sent in, it, it told its own story. Yeah, I think I said to you the other day, what can you do? I said about the heart and hand boys, and they they didn't hold back in there after match at all. Like, uh, we, we, we thought we thought I, we thought we were going to be pretty negative about it, mate. But there was others that got tore in a lot more than we did. Yeah, and, and fair and fair play to them. Yeah, to be fair honest, play to them. Yeah, I mean, we, we we did say here we don't sugarcoat it here on our podcast. We'll we'll see it as we see it, and I think we we do do that. And to be fair, the guys at heart and hand they're the exact same as us. And yeah, they had a go, and rightly so, I think. And um, it's not good enough. I mean, you can more into defence. The defence at the moment is absolute shambles at the moment. And uh, to me, Goldson has to be available for the weekend. He has mm-hmm. to be available because I know we more at Goldson how he's got his bomb scares in this moment, but he's that one guy that cannot organise that defence to some point because it was a bomb scare. But we're not creating enough chances at the moment. And the, the chances we do create, we're not taking at the moment. I, I, David Edgar, I start the last eight games, we've not scored the most goals were scored in a, go- in a game's two goals or something. And you mm-hmm. go through them all, it's two, one, zero, one. It's not good. And um, I know Ryan says it quite a lot of time in terms of we never shoot. And it's a bugbear of mine because it's too tippy-tap at times and we never shoot. And it's worrying at the moment. It is worrying at the moment because it's going to catch us out. We're going to get caught out soon. It's going to, it's, I said it after the Dundee game, we're going to get caught out soon. We, we need, and he alluded to in the press conference, if you'll come on to this spark that journalists keep going on to him about, the spark hasn't, isn't there, and he's saying it's going to come, but when is it going to come? Because it needs to come fast, because we are going to get caught out one game, and, and Sunday may be that game we might get caught out in. Possibly. Uh, we started off just before I pressed record, but we're going to try and be positive on this podcast. God <laughs> almighty, man. It's 13 minutes of misery. Um, but, I mean, it's quite right, but we're, we're right to... <coughs> as Ali said, we've no sugarcoat it. There's no point in sugarcoating it. Right now, it's... Um, yes, we're sitting top of the league, uh, but, I mean, the, the two games in Europe were shocking, really. I know Leon are obviously a very good team, but we haven't been good in Europe this season at all. I mean, we struggled again against, against Alash Kert and I genuinely believe, I think we could put 11 players 
together and go give Alice Kerr a game. They're not a good team and we, we really struggled. So I think we're quite right to be questioning what's happening. We'll come on to what Gerard was saying later in the um, in the press conference today regarding the spark and what maybe the rotation of the squad. But yeah, we're just hoping for a wee bit, a wee bit more on Thursday night. Um, I don't know, as I say, I, I expected maybe something from it. I again, I'll agree with what Ryan said. I th- I think I thought Sparta were going to be better than what they were. Um, they're absolutely nothing special in my mind. I think they they could be better. Um, in terms of, we'll move on. We'll be, quickly before we jump into the um, the game, the press conference. Sorry, uh, Ryan, you wanted to mention the the potential VAR coming to Scotland. Um, I think VAR in Scotland would be a good thing. However, I believe if Scotland are going to get it, it will be about three seasons ago's VAR, the one that didn't work very well. This is what I'm worried about. I'm, I'm kind of, I've been dreading this day coming, if I'm being honest. If VAR works the way VAR should work and the referee's stopping the game and it's quick, and he's getting the right decision nine times out of ten, then, yes, bring VAR into the game. Mm-hmm. God knows what the Moonhowlers will talk about when we're still getting penalties, but, <laughs> yeah, bring it into the game as long as, as, as it's working. What I've seen down in England last year looked as if it ruined their game. It looked horrendous at times. But it just... My opinion of VAR is the referee stopping the game... He's speaking to someone else who's making their own decision still, mm-hmm. and that's where there's, there's faults in it. It needs to, if we get it, it needs to be the, it needs to be bulletproof. That's what I think, and that's what I hope for because it will, it will ruin the match day experience. But there's no doubt about it, and you know what Scotland's like anyway at times. So, yeah, bring it on, eh? Yes, I mean, anything to improve the referee in Scotland, I am, I'm generally up for. I, I would love the, the 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 refereeing standards to get better. Um, the thing I absolutely hate just now in regards of VAR is they don't put a flag up when he's offside and you can continue, the play continues on. I can't stand that. Why is that? That's, I'm glad you brought that up. Why, why do they do that? Because surely say Morelos is running through on goal and it is offside and he lets it play on. But then uh, the goalkeeper comes out and injures him. Sorry, mm-hmm. and injures him. What, what, why did he let it play on? I'm trying to understand what that rule is. It's to no, see if it's blatantly offside. I think he should be. You should flag for him to be blatantly offside. However, when it's a, a close called one, um, there must be some form of deeper rule into it than that. But that when it's like a close call, they let the play come to a natural conclusion in case he is actually onside and not offside. So. That's when it would go to VAR. I think that's when they would go to VAR to check if he was on or wasn't offside if it comes a goal. Um, it's a, a bit of a... Um, I just don't like that. If he's offside, he's offside. Put your flag up. Do you know what I mean? Like That's just the way it should be. I, I hate the whole natural conclusion thing. But the... I mean, in terms of everything else, look, I think it's been floated about and I think the SFA are kind of floating about the idea. Do I think the SFA are going to invest in this? No, I don't. <laughs> I don't think the SFA are going to invest in it. I think it's one of the things that they're trying their hardest to do to keep everybody happy. But I think the best thing that they can do 
it's just work on refereeing standards in general. Uh, it's not not worry about VAR and whatever else. Maybe make a few refs full time. As I say, I don't think there's I think there's only one maybe full time ref in Scotland. Um, the rest are all obviously part time. Am I right in that? That's right. Isn't I, I think there's one. Yeah, I think it's one referee you've got, um, which is unbelievable. But yeah, get, let's get far in. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a disaster. So um, Ali's just dropped off. Um, I don't know what's happened to him, um, Ali. So I don't think Ali's going to be be coming back on. Um, unfortunately, so me and you, me and you, Ryan, we'll, we'll batter on and we'll batter into uh, the game on Sunday. Um, so Rangers take on Hibs at Ibrooks. Um, It'll be Armed Forces Day at Ibrooks, a kind of top of the table clash, if you like. Um, I will for the other team. We'll see them top kick off as 3 pm. Also, the vaccination passport car crash fucking program that this government are trying to do will be in effect, but not in effect at the same time. Uh, the match has been used as a test event. I don't think people are going to be refused entry from what I've read into it, but if you have got um, a double vaccination and you do have a passport, a passport or a, a way to get proof that you've had um, two jabs then I would urge everybody to take it to stop any kind of disappointment I will be taking mine, mine's on my phone um, I got it a while ago so I will be taking that with me but we'll go into the, the press conference ahead of the game on Sunday, Gerard spoke to the press he was asked about Goldson. He seemed positive um, that he would be available, so we'll need to wait and see with that one. Um, he made a comment that I, I want to get into a wee bit more detail. Um, he said, to compete at this level, this was re regarding uh, the game on Thursday night, to compete on this level, um, which is getting better year on year, you have to spend big money, and the last two, we have not spent anything, but to compete with these teams on their own patch, we need to spend. Now, I don't know if that was a dig at the board, as I welcome Ali Pearson back. Ali, are you back? Yeah, my AirPods died, so I couldn't... Can you hear me all right? Yeah, everyone's good, mate. That's no problem at all. I uh, don't know if you heard what I was just saying there, um, Ali. It was the, the statement that Gerard made regarding um, Rangers haven't spent anything in the past two windows. Is that a, a dig at the board? Um, and also, with all due respect to um, Stephen Gerrard, I struggle to believe that we need to spend millions to compete against a team like Sparta Prague, um, which we ha have discussed earlier on this pod, are... Uh, not the best of teams. I think Rangers could, could definitely have got a result with the squad that we have just now. What's your thoughts on that, Ali? I, th I think people would take it two ways, to be honest. Um, a lot of people may take it he's having a dig at the board in terms of he's not been given money to spend in a transfer window, but I, I personally think he's having a go at the media fans to a point, maybe, in terms of that they need to invest Rangers to compete. He did mention European teams to compete with these European teams, but the teams we're playing in Europa League at the moment, these teams aren't any better than the teams we've been playing previously. And we've had a weaker team, if you want to say, in previous seasons. So I don't buy that at all. Um, he's um, He looks like a guy that's irritated at the moment, Gerard. And he doesn't like, at the moment, he's not liking questions. And I'll be honest, they're fair questions. It was a gang, it was a boy for um, Clyde One and asked a question. It was along the lines of the, the Rangers uh, team he, having a He got chewed that. up. <laughs> yeah, I had a go at him. And um, I thought it was a fair question from the guy, to be honest. And again, they asked it again at the, at the 
the last press conference there, and he kind of contradicted himself by saying he kind of agreed the spark wasn't there and the spark's coming now. So, yeah, he looked irritated at the moment, Gerard. But at the same time, we've got a, a good enough team to be going out and putting performances and beating teams comfortably at the moment. And for some reason, and we keep saying every bloody week, <laughs> we're waiting for that performance and it doesn't come. And we're in October now. Um, I know a lot of people can say we've had injuries, COVID, all the other things, but come on, we need to be... I know we're talking with the league and it sounds ridiculous. We are moaning because we're talking with the league, but this, we're Rangers, this is what happens. But it needs to be better. It really needs to be better. But it just looks irritated to me at the moment, Gerard. I think I, I think moaning is... I think we're, we're just more concerned, mate, because you've said it, mate, it's it's going to happen at one point. Well, we're going to be really poor and we're going to get our ass handed to us. Um, and it's going to be that. I don't want that to be the wake-up call. I don't want that to... That's what we need to spark into life is for a team to get to give us a kind of turnover. Um, but, yeah, I think we're quite right to be questioning, especially compared to the some of the level of football we were playing last season. I know last season's last season and whatever, but still... We've, if anything, we've added quality to this team. We've not took anything away, and the the, the performances just haven't really haven't really transpired that way. Um, Ryan, what's your thoughts on what um, Gerard said there about the the money, the transfer money? I was surprised to hear him say it. Um, and Cali's right that he's definitely right that we are playing lesser opposition and we're not performing. Um, my understanding is that Gerard, there was money available to Gerard in the summer. So there's something not quite right up the chain, whether it's between him and the board or he looks a frustrated figure and I've thought that for weeks now. Just in he's a bit snappy in in the press conferences, but I also think I also want to praise him as well that I, I think he's managing the whole the out of form thing. He, he's constantly getting asked about Oh, why are you not hitting form? What do you think is wrong just now? Rangers are winning games. There's nobody can take it away from us. We're winning games. Walter Smith did this for years. <laughs> Play bad win, and win games, and he's the most successful manager for us, in my opinion. Um, I think he's he's deflecting it very well to protect the team from any added pressure. So when he's getting asked this, I don't believe... Was it a model game? Yeah, it was. It was a model game and he came out and he said, oh, I thought we played really well in the first half and we created loads of chances and we should have been out of sight. I don't think we were that great against Motherwell. I genuinely don't. I don't think he's going into the change room and saying he's were really good in the first half. Well done. He must be putting their asses. He has to be. And I think the way he's dealing with the pressures now, he's just trying to take the pressure off the players a bit, hoping they're going to click into form. Um but he can only do that so he can only do so much. The players need to take some responsibility and the energy needs to be off the ball and on the ball. We need to be a lot better. And it's that's down to the players. He can only do so much, but it is a concern how he's how he's reacting in press conferences just now, because it's probably the first time I've seen him like that. Mm-hmm. I, I agreed. Yeah, I, I found it just a quite a, a surprising comment. And yeah, in terms, you are right. There's only so much you can do with the team, and it's up to the players to go out and perform that. But it kind of leads me nicely on to the 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 next part of the press conference I want to speak about. Um, he mentioned um, 
they are not concerned about the lack of spark that's been brought up in the past two press conferences. And we can expect to see another version of the team um, as the rotation of the squad uh, set, looks set to continue anyway. Ali, what's your thoughts on this um, rotation system? And that's m- maybe what I meant is, yes, Gerard can only do so much, but he picks the team at the end of the day. And the continuous rotation thing, as a lot of people are saying, maybe the the cause of our lack of consistency? Yeah, I don't think Rangers have played the same team twice in a row. I'm pretty confident they've not played the same team twice in a row, Rangers, this whole season. don't think we have. Um, maybe midfield three and midfield front we have maybe twice back to back, but not a full team. But um, I, I mean, to give him a bit of slack, I mean, he has been missing players and he has had to rotate and he mentioned again you'll have to rotate. well he did say he's gonna to have to rotate the weekend again in terms of players but I mean I like to have a settled team that kind of plays week in, week out, but it doesn't really happen that way in modern football these days. I mean you see quite a lot of these teams that that's why they have a squad to to use a squad and Gerard's always said he wants two players for two positions. Uh-huh. And no no we don't keep wanting to harp on to last season, but last season, when a player came out and a player came in, you didn't notice it. It just worked. You didn't notice it. But this season, when we do it, it just just doesn't seem to work for some reason. I don't know what it is, but it's... And obviously we'll come on to the teams for Sunday, but I, I, I think there'll be... Well, they did say there's going to be changes, but I think there'll be changes again. And there's big player Ryan Kent is a big player missing from the top line. Kamar Roof to me at the moment isn't he playing well? There's a lot of players not out of form at the moment, and it's it's just not clicking at the moment. And he might have to tinker with it for the next couple of games. The International week is coming up after the Hibs game, which I think is good. I know we don't like international weekends, but but I think in terms of where we are at the moment is good for us. Hopefully Ryan Kent might be back after then. Maybe a couple of other players possibly. So we could maybe then get into a flow after that. We did say that after the last international break, but we were hit with other stuff, COVID and other injuries. So we've not had, been had a chance to get that rhythm. So I think, yeah, you'll tinker with it this weekend, but the international break's come at a good time for us again. And I think hopefully after that, we could possibly get some sort of settled team to try and motor forward with. Because there's a lot of big yeah. games coming up from October up to Christmas for us. A lot of big games. Massive games coming up, mate. Every game's massive, though. That's what we always say that. But there is a, a, a few particular standouts for sure. Um, Ryan, uh, Ryan Jack shared on his Instagram a pair of brand new Nike Tempo boots with the wee caption above it saying, Soon. Um my God, I would love to see Ryan Jack back very, very soon. Uh, and if he wants to rotate that to get Ryan Jack back in the team, I am all for it. Oh, yes. I didn't know that. That's great to hear. Um, I don't think I follow Ryan Jack. I didn't even know he had a had an Instagram. Um, it'd be great to get him back in the team. I, would, I wouldn't get too excited. I do feel as if he'll be training for a while before we actually see him. Um because they need to be careful, whereas, as we know, we need to be, they need to be sure that he's going to be all right, he's not going to break down again, so I don't expect him just to be starting in a couple of weeks, but 
yeah, that's exciting, and, and I'm sure Davis will be he'll be looking for for him to come back as well because we do look a bit short. If Davis doesn't play well or, or he needs rested, I do feel I know Lundstrom's had a, a few good games, but you, you need we need bulked up in the centre midfield without a doubt, and he gives you that, and he gives you everything, Ryan Jack. He's an engine, but it's sort of it's exciting to hear if he's if he's close to to possibly making an appearance. Yeah, I think players like Ryan Jack are crucial for, as we're talking about, for, for consistency within team selection. Um, if you've got players like Jack available all the time, same as Ryan Kent, obviously Kent's been unlucky with his injury. Um, but And again, we, we do call for consistency, but players like Tav, Tav's been struggling as well when people are calling for Patterson to come back in and it's like a, a constant kind of battle to try and find any sort of consistency in the team um, but as I say we'll, we'll need to see but I do expect changes um, for Sunday's game I've got no doubt about it uh, Borna spoke to the press Borna Barisic spoke to the press and he said that the team understand um, what a big game it is coming up and they're ready for the challenge to stay top of the league so on to Hibs now um, they're sitting second one point behind us with a league record of four wins three draws no defeats. Um, they have scored one more goal than us in the league. Um, kind of backs up what you were saying earlier about the, the last eight run of the last eight games of our scoring form anyway. Um, due to our recent performances, though, I think Hibs will, will fancy their chances coming to Ibrox um, to get a result and to possibly even even get a win. So what's your thoughts on uh, the Hibs coming to Ibrox on Sunday, Ryan? They're going to come and have a go. They're not going to sit back. They're not going to sit back like most of the, the jobbers that come to Ibrooks. I'm a fan of Jack Ross. I think he's a good manager. He's obviously done his time down south. He's recruited well. He's got players playing in a good system. He's a, it was interesting to hear what he said in his, his press conference. He said, if we are not successful at the weekend, we'll be disappointed. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think many teams come to Ibrooks from Scotland have any kind of ambitions of doing anything really um, they'll come and have a go tomorrow and if we don't play well which we've done for weeks now and won games if we don't play well tomorrow we will not win that's I think that's a fact I think that's a fact yeah, they'll definitely come and play try and play football tomorrow and they'll, they won't be they won't be intimidated by Ibrooks. we need to turn up tomorrow yeah Ali your thoughts ahead of the game yeah, exact same as Ryan. Hibs are flying at the moment. I know they won, I think it was 1-0 last weekend, and I've not seen it, but apparently it was a very, very dodgy yeah. penalty they got to win that game. But no, they'll they'll be confident. I mean, I don't like Hibs as a club. I don't like them at all. But <laughs> to be fair to them, they're one of the only real teams that come and have a game of football with Rangers. So it's usually a good game to watch as a fan and, could play in our hands in terms of they will come, they will, I think, they'll have a go at us for straight for kick-off, they will press us straight away. Said to you, Carney, Martin Boyle, he's got paced the bun. I can just see them playing a the ball over the top, getting our uh, back line turned, because at the moment we look, every long ball, balls down the side, we just look like we're shiting ourselves, to be honest. So I would expect balls over the top onto Martin Boyle all day long. But they're a good team, Hibs, and I mean, I've not heard Jack Ross's presser, but I'm not surprised, to be honest, what Ryan said there in terms of he'd be disappointed to walk away from Ibrooks with without a win, basically, or because I know we've been stuttering wins at the moment, but 
looking from the outside, if I was Jack Ross, I'd be looking thinking, we've got nothing to fear here, nothing to fear at all. If if and the Hibs play their own game, they've got a good a chance as anyone of, of taking points off us tomorrow. And I'm just hoping, and I keep saying it about a month for that game, it could be the game. It could be the game that sparks Rangers into life because Hibs will come and play football against us, which in theory, and that's not how it always works in football, but in theory, should suit Rangers if our players are on board and, and we play our game too. So I think it'll be a good game of football. I think both teams will score. So there's a wee clue into what my scoreline will be. But yeah, it'll be very hard. But if we turn up the way we've turned up the last few weeks, Hibs will beat us. There you go. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think it says everything that we're top of the league in there. Probably feeling more confident than we are. It says everything about the way that we've been performing so far. And yeah, I, I'm the same. If, especially see if Colton doesn't play tomorrow, there's just going to be constant balls over the top for Boy to try and get on because it'll be more than likely be Balligan and Simpson, I would imagine, at centre back paid. And yeah, with a, with a wet pitch anyway, it um, looks like the, the weather's going to be pretty, pretty poor tomorrow. So yeah, it could be a. Could be an interesting match for sure. So move on to um, starting 11s. Um, Ali, do you want to go first? What do you think your starting 11s going to be? I hummed and hawed about this all week, to be honest. Um, In fact, as well, give me your give me your score as well once you finish your team. Okay. Um, Shagger will stay in goal. Mm-hmm. Backline will be, and, and this is all if Botson's, if Goldson's fit, um, it'll be Tav, Balogun, Goldson. If Goldson isn't fit, It'll be Simpson 100%, and Barisic will be left back for me. Midfield three, I'm going to contradict myself here, what I've said a few weeks ago, but let me just say what I'm going to say about it. It's going to be Kamara, Davis, and Lundstrom, but I want Kamara and Davis to be more of the sitting players, and I want Lundstrom slightly forward, because I've seen Lundstrom the last couple of games, even if we come on at the weekend, him during the week, sorry, he was wanting to drive with the ball again. I just think that's what he wants to do. So I would play those three. Adds a bit more steel. Hibs have got the boy Gogic in the middle of the park. He's a bit of a handful. He's a big unit. So I think Lundstrom could go up against him too. But I would play Lundstrom slightly further forward, not sitting with Steve Davis. So I know this. I said the two of them can he play together. But when I said that, I meant sitting beside each other. So I want him further forward. And my front three is going to be... Morelos through the middle, 100%. Scott Wright, if he's fit, he didn't come on during the week, which was a surprise, but Scott Wright, if he's fit, and Joe Rebo on that right-hand side. But that's my team. What's your score? 3-1 Rangers. Oh, God. I know. After all, <laughs> what I'm are you hoping for, hoping for Christmas, mate, honestly? Uh, I did say Hibs would score, so there you go. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, my team is... Exactly the same as yours, mate. I'm not even getting on. Right. Uh, I think you will play Lundstrom and Davis as well in this in the middle of the park, just because of the strength Hibs have in the midfield. Probably, mate. Yeah, I think so. It's a tough one. I was torn between that and the the Adribo Kamara and Davis midfield with Hadji um, out out right and right out left. Yeah, that's right. And Morelos through front. Morelos is a, a sure thing to start. Um, but my back line's the same. McGregor, Tav, Balligan, uh, Goldson, and then Simpson in brackets. I've put with Barisic at left back. So, But I, I went with Lundstrom um, initially because I think I think he could do that. As I say, I think it adds a wee bit more 
kind of grit in the middle of the park. Um, Ryan, your team? It's a good omen, boys, because my team is the exact same as you Ooh. two. Mm, exact same. Um, and I totally agree. I want to see Dave. I think we, we spoke about this uh, last week. I want to see Davis and Kamara sitting and John Lundstrom going up because when Aribo plays there, that's what Gerard likes that. He likes Aribo just having that kind of free role if he plays midfield. Let Lundstrom do that because he looks as if he can play it. I think he looks overwhelmed sometimes and maybe he's just trying to play the safe ball. Just go for it, especially tomorrow. Just get into it. Um, so that's my team. And I am going 2-0. Morelos, first goal scorer, three points for the Rangers and we'll be buzzing. I'm having so. it. I'm, I'm feeling it this weekend. It needs to be positive. <laughs> yeah, we need. I know we need to bring back. It's been positive. It's been. It's been. It's been very negative um, of late. But again, we'll, we'll never. We'll never shy away from it. Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go one 0 Rangers. Um, I think it's going to be a tight match. I know. I think it's going to be a tight match. Just um, brought it right back down. I know, mate. Right I know, but I'm. Mate, if I'm nothing, if I'm not honest. Um, <laughs> nah, so uh, I think it'll be 1-0. I think it'll be a tight match. I think we're in for a few shaky moments. Um, and I'll, I'll, Alfredo Morelos will score in the second half for us. Uh, but I can see it's been quite a, quite a tight affair tomorrow. But any three points, really, after complaining about performances, all I want is three points against Hibs. Give us a wee bit of breathing. We even space at the top. But yeah, these games are usually quite entertaining. So don't be surprised if we're all completely wrong and it ends up about four each or something like that. Um, you just never know. But that'll do us. As I say, we will be back tomorrow with some form of club reaction, uh, probably from the car tomorrow. So, Ryan, enjoy the rest of your Saturday, mate. Enjoy the game tomorrow. If it's not absolutely peeing down tomorrow, I'll maybe catch you outside at some point. Yes. Enjoy the game, boys. I am in row D uh, at the oh, front, God. so I get absolutely <laughs> pissed on tomorrow. So I've got my new uh, training jacket that I got, the new Castle training jacket. So that'll be getting put to the test tomorrow and I'll give a bit of feedback on it. <laughs> yeah, you should better give feedback to Castor see if it actually works, mate. But uh, cheers, mate. And Ali, thanks very much, mate. No problem. I don't need to bring the waterproof jacket sitting up in the club deck tomorrow. I'll be nice and dry, Ryan. So I'll be looking across oh. at you like a down rat. So I'm looking forward to it tomorrow, lads. Even it doesn't matter what the weather is tomorrow. I'm, I'm just looking back to be back at Ibrooks and um, the last one before the international, the dreaded international break, as we always say. And, yeah, come on, three points, Rangers, and let's let's go. Let's go, indeed. Uh, so thank you very much, everybody, for listening. Um, please do like the video, subscribe to our YouTube channel if you can. Um, give us a wee five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Like and share anybody you can. Spread the word to as many bells as possible. Thank you for all your support you've shown us so far. Um, we're saying we're over 800 subscribers now, which is truly fantastic. It really is brilliant. Um, so, yeah. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Enjoy the game tomorrow. We'll speak to you after the game, hopefully to discuss a, a win for the famous Glasgow Rangers. So we are Club at 22, the Champions Podcast. I'll speak to you all next time. Cheers. Podcast Network. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.